Welcome to Have a Chat. I'm your host, Vaughan Hay. I also practice as a coach in mindset and hypnotherapy, where I help people regulate their stress and emotions to make better decisions and have a clearer outcome in where they want to go. I created this platform, Have a Chat, to get people on to share their story and give us a great insight in what life is all about and all the opportunities we have within our life. It's been a great success so far. I'm looking forward to the future and seeing what other guests and great stories and journeys I hear from my guests. Life is all about working towards our purpose and passion. And as a coach, that's what I focus on, helping people get a clearer path and a clearer vision in where they want to head. All right. Well, I've got Alex Galvin today on this week's podcast, so I welcome you, Alex. Thank you, Owen. Thanks for coming on. Um, really excited about this chat, actually. It's probably good timing, too, because you've just published a book, which is pretty cool, and I imagine so much effort involved in that, too. But I wonder people, the listeners and all that, who are listening today are probably wondering what the book's about and all that. Your background's a financial mm-hmm. advisor, so it's along those lines. So if you can give us a bit of insight in the name of the book, sure. um, how you came about the name, and then we'll go on from there. Sure. So the title of the book is The the Dow of Wealth and Prosperity. Um, and it talks about the role of a trusted advisor uh, and how, and that relationship uh, between an advisor and a client. Yep. Um, so it starts with the premises. How do you actually set good financial goals in accordance with your lifestyle? Yep. Um, so it just talks about the strategies available to people over various stages of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we you know, start out and enter into the workforce, our financial needs are very different to sort of when we sort of look to retirement and sort of just separates, like I said earlier, um, what what's available to people at various stages of life. Yep. Um, and yeah, look, while the long-term wealth creation journey, it's very easy to predict and map. And yeah. So, so it also sort of talks about how do you sort of establish a cadence and benchmark yourself um, over various stages of life. Um, yeah. So just to meet your financial and and financial and lifestyle needs. Mm. Um, I gather everyone's financial and lifestyles are different too. So it's not one set formula, but it's a guideline in to be able to sort of set some good foundations. Would you say? That, that, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're dealing with humans, yeah. not dealing with robots. Exactly. We, we all. Um, we all got different. We've all got different coping mechanisms yep. in, in many respects, and and all money is is an enabler. Yes. Um, so, what we sort of talk about is living according to your values um, and how uh, money can enhance that. So, yes. uh, that's what I loved about. Sorry to interrupt the intro. I just I haven't had. I've got the book, and mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down and read it. Just just having a look through the first bit. Mm-hmm. It was about yeah, like. What do you value in your, it's not about what money, but what lifestyle do you need to mm-hmm. have, you know, to make you feel you're living to your values, happiness, joy, and all mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, I thought that was a really clear, good message from the outset. Yeah, that, that, that's correct, right? So, like, all money is is a commodity. Yes. Uh, it's a medium of exchange or, or a store of value. Um, it, it literally sort of, it brings out, it's a, Brings out the best of us. Yep. It can be used appropriately. It can be um, you know, spark creative endeavors that enhance society and, and everyone's well-being. But used inappropriately, it can be quite a destructive force. So, 
It's about sort of just having those foundations in place and um, you know, working for you. And sort of the whole sort of concept of Taoism is it's a Chinese, it's a Chinese philosophy, the yin, the yang, which is sort of two opposing but complementary forces. So we see those sort of dualities of mankind. They're, they're everywhere, you know, sun, moon, art, science, uh, just like as in money, it's the present versus future value yep. of money. Um, so how do you sort of utilise it in the present to sort of uh, satisfy your needs but also sacrifice a little bit that can sort of allow you to build wealth over a longer, longer period of time? And yeah. That way it sort of brings you um, more opportunities later on yep. and a sense of freedom. Mm -hmm. So where work becomes a choice, not... Um, something you have to do yeah so, yeah i think that's a that's a really good message to sort of spread out too because i feel like sometimes we get over consumed with work and then we lose the value of life or in doing enjoyment and just the things we find purpose in so if we can create that balance you know from an early age or from an, wherever you start it doesn't matter if you start in your early you know teenage or even mid 40s or so it just if that's the right time for you that's probably the best time to start but the name it's quite an interesting one you'll just going into detail so how did you come about that or were you the one did it take a while what like how did that all come because sometimes that's the hardest thing i'm going to write a book but how do i what name am i going to name yeah that's the thing right like so i was quite i was remunerating over the title for for quite a quite a long time yeah um and what happened is when covid happened i sort of found myself, um, like many other people, out of a job and um, sort of at that point in time I just wanted to um, sort of, I, I sort of, it was like how, what, what's the actual risk, right? Like do you work for someone for 40 years and sort of not feel happy and, you know, you, um, and then still, you know, face, suffer the same consequence of being like laid off yeah. like just in an instance yeah. or do you actually sort of, you know, start now, start from scratch and then back yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so sort of just more to the point where it's like, well, you know, you can, you can't, you can never get your time back. Like that's the ultimate currency, yeah, right? So yeah. uh, all those sort of thoughts were sort of in the back of my mind and allowed me sort of just sort of to digest, um, um, you know, what, what, what had happened and, you know, living through COVID and pandemic and uh, it was sort of just, you know, just through like meditation and trying to find those sorts of, sorts of balance in my life. Sort yep. of, um, and it sort of just allowed me some sort of time to sort of think creatively as well and think differently. So um, it sort of just came about, just popped into my head and I was sort of just um, procrastinating over Wikipedia and like and just went down some rabbit hole and it sort of was like reading Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. Yep. Um and then somehow just got stuck on Taoism and that's it's sort of just stuck from there and um sort of then you know having that sort of perspective and time out sort of it's like well what do you how do you actually sort of define wealth and how do you sort of define prosperity and um for me it sort of just allowed me to sort of to reevaluate what was important in my life like yeah. working full-time um getting flogged at work my my health was suffering yes physically yeah um not just mentally um burnout was a huge thing um and obviously like didn't 
get to spend as much time to or enjoy my current lifestyle right here mm-hmm. in Anley because I was, I was, you know, tra- like driving all around New South Wales. Or, yeah. So just consumed um, in in the rat race. So, um, sort of, yeah, so just having that sort of time up my sleeves and just allowed me that, that perspective and um, sort of just emphasise, um, you know, health, well-being, um, a degree of community. Yeah. All, all of those things, I think, prior to what had happened when the pandemic struck, we all took for granted. So, yeah, um, yeah it was just was sort of just sort of having that sort of um, introspective look at myself and yep. what was going around sort of just, well, how do you sort of live according to your values and how can money enable that degree of wealth and prosperity and um, sort of just use as my, my sort of expertise as a financial planner and a financial advisor to sort of share in that and um, allow for that perspective for a reader yep. and, um, and, and a client. Mm. So um, that's how it all sort of really came about. And, so COVID um, sort of gave you, it wasn't ideal at first, but it sort of gave you all this creation and this time to reflect on what you were looking for within you and sort of reevaluate where you want to go in, in your career kind of thing and how to have that balanced lifestyle, would you say? Yeah, that, that's that's exactly right. Like, um, you know, I can remember like every, like from an early age, dad, my dad sort of talked, he's like, every day's a gift. Yeah, okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like you sort of take all, like you're young and you're like, Shut up, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We don't. When we're young, we don't. Yeah, listen to, we don't, don't. don't know anything. Yeah, that's what that, we think. That, yeah. that that's it, right? Yeah. And um, I can remember, like, yeah, at the time, like, COVID was like really stressed out. Like, I was burnt out from work. I'd suffered like um, a compromised immune. My immune system was compromised. Yeah. I, I was so sick at one stage. I came down with the mumps. Wow. Yeah. So you're really um, down. And this was just prior to the pandemic. I'd lost like four and a half, five kilos in the space of a week just because of burnout. Yeah. Um, and then like you're looking at um, a global pandemic with a compromised immune system. Um, yeah. You've lost your job. Um, and so like I'm not trying to play a victim here, but no. so, so did everyone else. Yeah. Like I uh, wasn't the only one. Um, and yeah, so it's just like, well, you know, you planted like, What's that sort of Napoleon Hill quote? Like, the seed oh. of every adversity is the plant's your greatest advantage, or something like something that. along those lines. Yeah, something yeah. along yeah. those yeah. lines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like whilst it sort of kind of opened a new door, mm. right, and um, allowed me to just take back a step and sort of reevaluate what was important. Mm. Um, and yeah, look, obviously, like I sort of had taken things for granted in a lot, and. You know, sort of a, a completely different mindset and yeah. allowed me to sort of write a book um, and sort of just do some reading and put sort of some of my sort of values into that. And it's quite funny, like a lot of the case studies and the piece of people I talk about, sort of people who've made an impact on my life. Yep. So like um, I draw like a lot of the ideas I sort of draw upon from my personal experiences. And if my friends are reading the book or yeah. listening to this they'll be able to pick up on like yeah. what pl- applies to them as well so sort of they were sort of like put those sources of inspiration into the book yeah um you know give certain perspectives as mm. well about you know well you've, you've lived it or you've been through different yeah. clients and different perspectives so no better person than you know to put those real life examples in the book as well aren't they you know what i mean rather than trying to create something 
or think that you need to create something around something where if it's real life, yeah. it's, it's happened to someone in the past, it's going to happen to someone in the future. So you know what I mean? Why not put it in there and people can go, oh, I can relate to it. And sometimes that's the hardest thing. People struggle to, they think they're alone or they're, you know, in their own little element, but someone else is dealing or experiencing a similar thing or maybe the same thing. So they can read it and go, oh, okay, it wasn't just me. So yeah. it's ways through this. We can actually, you know, work our way through this process. Yeah, the, that, that's exactly it, right? Like, and, um, you know, when the book finishes, it sort of addresses that concept of mental health and yep. uh, not feeling alone. And, um, yeah, look, that's one of the sort of the greatest gifts you can sort of give someone is that sort of degree of reassurance that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, that someone's got a safe space to talk mm -hmm. and, to, and to lean on. Yep. Um, and the are the thing is, is when like people do feel like that they're in that sort of space and that there's no way out. There actually is always a solution. Like yeah. if it can be broke, it can be fixed. Yep. Um, and yeah, like um, we when, create our world, but we can also we can eliminate or. Rechange re it as well, reframe our world as well around us. You know what I mean? So we've created something and it's and it's not causing us or it's giving us discomfort. Now, well, we can actually, you know, eliminate that and implement new stuff as well on top of that to to sort of keep growing and pro progressing and feel like we're developing and growing as individuals. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Like you know, it's um, you know, like it's um, like one of the case studies I talk about in the book is about a single mum. Yeah, you know, she's obviously been through a, a tumultuous time. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's hard being a single mum and, you know, obviously money is scarce in, in some respects and, you know, it's um, it's hard um, for her. But you sort of just compare that to one of the other clients who I was sort of involved with and she was a high-profile lawyer. Yeah. Um, she's on a huge income, but she couldn't save, save a penny. Yeah. And, you know, she was spending way more than she could earn. Yeah. Um, and you sort of just sort of draw like that's a huge spectrum yeah. on someone who, you know, thought that, you know, goal was impossible, right? Saving for a family deposit as a single mum. Yeah. You know, seven years later can realise that it's a really good achievement. And so, uh, you know, anything's sort of possible. Um, it's just um, having that sort of right framework in mind. Yeah, yeah, so the foundation, yeah. the frame, framework around that. Mm. Were you always looking to create a book or this type of, you know, platform for your your current clients, for your future clients, for just people who are interested in, you know, their financial status and building their their wealth and their things throughout the years? Yeah, look, I always sort of wanted to write a book just because I think it was sort of a bucket list item. Um, but um, I think, you know, given the recency of events, it's certainly definitely changed the subject matter okay yeah um and so look had it not happened i would have written the book which is probably would have been more mundane yes you know yep. what i mean yeah so, definitely uh, look uh, don't get me wrong if you're listening and and you do um get your hands on a, on a copy um it, it does stick to the subject matter of the role of a trusted advisor it, it's not a book about positive psychology yes. in, in that respect it does draw on um kind of themes of psychology and, yep. and whatnot and, and fables but yep. it is sort of um to talk about finances um but what i will say is you can sort of draw upon your own experiences and find something to relate to in yes. your book um and your own sort of sense of purpose meaning um and 
um, yeah, I think you know as we touched on earlier, it's like money's an enabler. Yes. Um, definitely. So that that it'll just it'll it's ultimately a reflection of, of what you're valuing, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just sort of how can you um, use the book as sort of a force for your own good? Yeah, and everyone will take something out of it their yeah. own way. Mm. What was the most challenging moment or part of creating a book? Because it's not easy. Yeah, and, you know that's why not everyone can do this. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. being able to to provide mm. this information, this platform, and the, now being a published book yeah. out there in the open for people to read. Yeah, what what did you sort of yeah. find challenging in that? It was, it was sort of like I think you know you sort of have to you know in concerning that like in the context of when I was writing there was so much shit going on yeah that the sort of things which were which was tragic which was happening unfolded in America with George Floyd yep. the Black Lives Matter protests um, you saw just sort of chaos unfolding with what was happening in the pandemic. Um, it, it, Donald Trump was the president. And like, <laughs> uh, um, it was everything then, yeah. yeah. it was just somewhat chaotic. But yep. I think, you know, with that is that whole sort of Carl Jung theory where you sort of just examine your own shadow mm-hmm. um, and you know that notice that is some pretty, we're all sort of capable of some pretty dark times, if that makes sense. Yes. Malev- we're all capable of like being malevolent um, and sort of just seeing how things how quickly things um, spiraled out of control is sort of just um, concerning. And obviously, you know, what was happening in markets as well, um, mm. you know, in the space of, you know, uh, three weeks, there was like a the ASX went from something like uh, 7,000 points to 4,008. Yeah. That's a 450% drop. Which like, is huge. huge. Yeah. Um, I can remember one day dr- driving back from the Hunter Valley um, markets had dropped seven percent, and then at the close they were up five percent. So there's huge yeah. volatiles. There's just so much noise, right? Um, and, and that shows us the stuff we don't have control. We we, we maybe thought we had control of within our life, you yeah. Know? Not just the stock market, but all these other things which are going on within our backyard, but all around the world as well. It gives you this perspective of going, okay, I can focus on all these things, but then what do I need to do to allow myself to be able to grow and move through these dark moments or these moments which are happening within front of me? Yeah, yeah, precisely, right? Um, and well, whilst things seem sort of were chaotic, it's like how do you sort of, you know, they're obviously like you draw on that experience and you know, move forward and you, you grow and learn from it um, and realise, yeah, look, there's so much that, there's so much like most, everything's beyond our control. That's it, right? Yeah. Like as much as we try and internalize things, uh, we really that sort of um, we can sort of have a locus of control of how we respond. Yes, as opposed to the events that's beyond our control. So sort of just you know, having that sort of stoic attitude, right? Yeah. And, and sort of coming back to the book, you sort of realize actually how resilient we all are, and that's yeah. sort of surprising. Um, and yeah, like I think um, you know, prior to that, like you sort of just examine your own feelings and kind of um, you know that you know you're allowed to be vulnerable. Like yeah, those feelings of like being a little bit nervous and anxious and scared, and yeah, um, you know what was going on as confronting as they were, it's somewhat normal. Mm. Um, 
maybe almost not the right word, but to an uh, extent, yeah, yeah like you know, yeah. They're, they're, they're natural feelings, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, look, um, you know, a, a friend of mine as well, like about um, you know, six, six to seven months prior as well, had, had passed away. Yep. Um, he was a friend that uh, I admired a lot, um, mm. so um, sort of just sort of having that sort of grief. Um, attached to what was going on as well. It was, yeah. It was really hard sort of putting those, those thoughts and feelings to paper, right? Yes. Um, you know, like he sort of went out on his own terms, um, which was really sort of sad. Yeah. Um, and I, I won't go into too much details, but, uh, he, he got himself into a situation where he, he felt as though, um, he couldn't get himself out of it. No turning, and there's no turning yeah. back. And, you know, like, that, that's something that I don't want anyone to feel like that. Yeah. You know, I always want, you yep. know, like whether it be a friend or a colleague that mm. there's, you know, a safe space to, you know, to talk about and open up. And, yes. Um, you know, we sort of, um, if we talk about suicides and mental health, a lot of it is attributed to like sort of financial stress. Um, and it expectation have, of what other people we think other people have expectations of us as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't have to be that way at all. No. Um, you know, so, um yeah all money is is a tool mm. um not like anything else right and mm. so um just having that that ability just to have like a shoulder to lean on mm. private and confidence is that um you know that's that's something that I sort of really want to live by and um yeah, like writing the book, just sort of put your thoughts into paper is really hard yes it it's really really it's a lot yeah. harder than you think uh, particularly um when there's a lot of crazy stuff going on so um yeah that's that's sort of um answers your question yeah no yeah. definitely no de <laughs> I, I love the answer and it's as raw and as real you know what i mean mm. so and look, with what you're saying and when then what you're dealing with mm. as well close close friend you mm. know and now i'm trying to write a book but that probably gave you some inspiration as well and motivation through those difficult times of going okay i've got all this stuff in my head but how do i actually put it on paper and how do i make this all come together so yeah I'd like to ask, what was your most proudest moment in creating um, publishing your first book? Yeah, look, uh, I think uh, at the launch last week, that yeah. that was great. You yeah. know, to be able to stand up there for my closest friends, family. Yeah, like here's the book. This is the message we want to see, share um, alongside someone like Gus Wallen, who's got a great charity, Gotcha for Life. Yes, just to share those that alignment of values um, and sort of raise awareness for this. Yeah, um, you know that was that was really proud. I was sort of proud of myself just because, yeah. Um, yeah, like obviously a lot of thought and energy um, went into the book um, and, you know, sort of just to share that experience with everyone was great. Well, like um, you said earlier in the chat as well, community is a big part of you mm. as well and, you've, and the power of community can be mm. so effective, you know what I mean, in those tough times, even in the good times, you yeah. know. So providing, yeah, this was an, an and a great avenue for people to all get together and share a moment of, you know, success and joy of what mm. you've created. But, you know, it's also creating a community around, you know, this and conversations which can be spoken about beyond just that night as well. Yeah, precisely, right. Uh, we've got a great community down here in the Northern Beaches. Yes. Um, yeah, look, they're, they're good people here, um, as, as in all Australians. Yep. Um, hardworking, honest, um, and we all sort of stick together, right? And yep. um, yeah, look, sort of, um, I'm just sort of really grateful for that. Um, I think, you know, everyone sort of 
we've, we've got a pretty great lifestyle here, which is something we can sort of cherish and you know, not take for granted. So, yeah, um, yeah, look, to obviously sort of be a part of that and sort of just share that message um, and be a, like a business owner down here in Manly, resident of Manly. Yeah. Um, it's great sort of just to share that experience with everyone. Yeah, mm. that's awesome. And the community is strong on the Northern Beaches and, and, and in Manly and all mm. that too. So, you know, why not get amongst it and be a part of it as well in, in a positive way? Yeah, so, precisely. If people were interested in getting the book or having a read of it, what would be two or three key points you would probably, you know, what could make people go, oh, I want to have a read of that and really draw them into the book? Yeah, sure. Okay, so look, I think... Everyone's different, I understand that. Everyone's different, right? And, like, I think part of how I try to operate is just to treat everyone as as an individual. Yes, I like Um, But, look, I think, you know, if you want... Where people, I think, to best answer your question is where people get it wrong with their finances, they either get into a habit of chasing returns or rushing into investments that um, they don't fully understand. And long-term, that can have like some unintended consequences. So I think your first and foremost thing is like actually read the book with the intention of how do I set clear financial and lifestyle goals? That's the first and foremost. And the chat and the book will help you with that. Yeah. Um, and then just keep an open mind um, as to w- w- what's available. Uh, and so just understanding, like, how do actually markets work? You know, they're yeah. fundamentally driven by emotion um, and human behavior. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of a key takeaway. So just understanding that yeah. and um, sort of just learning, like, hey, look, just an emphasis on the base on the basics as well. I so, think that's more, more important than what you even mentioned. Like what you mentioned then is actually more important than what we actually take it as, but mm. understanding the process or the how it all works because I think a lot of people have this expectation is, oh, if I give money or I invest money in this, I'm going to get a return. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Every time or I'm going to get this and this. But to the understand how it works and how much variable and how much other elements come into it, mm. it's not that straightforward. But it can be effective, don't get me wrong, yeah. but but if you're getting caught up in one and you're not being viewing it as the whole, mm. then it can get quite dangerous or quite, you know, in a negative way on you and take negative impact. So I think that's a big message what mm. you've just said is be open, be aware and educate yourself mm. in all the elements of it before taking those steps as well. Yeah, like that's it. Like with the finance industry in general, there's a lot of noise and hubris. Yes. With it, it's kind of like diet and then latest diet fad, and yep. um, and like gym in the fitness industry, right? There's a lot of noise and a lot of clutter, and yep. it's, a, it's a lot of it's just superfluous. Some of it works, yeah. Um, whether you get a lot of utility out of it remains to be determined. But uh, if you money follows a predictable pattern, um, the short term you might get a, a range of returns, but in the long run, the laws of averages tends to take over, and um, it's a counterintuitive way of thinking. But investment got to take a long-term approach. Yes, um, you know Rome wasn't built in a day. Yep. Um, if you treat the stock market like a casino, it's likely to give you a casino like return. Yep. So, uh, so just keeping aware of that and going against your natural instincts. Uh, be surprised. Mm. What, what what you can learn from from that so uh yeah it's a great book I'm yeah. really proud of it no um, you've done really well love, for, yeah, love yeah. for your readers to have a read and um yeah, yeah, 
get, get the most out of it. Mate, I congratulate you even, you know, putting something like that together because it's, mm. you know, um, it's hard work and it's not easy. So, you know, like, yeah. and, and you're probably looking back going, well, it wasn't easy or some those moments, but it's also the reward at the end is, you know, way, is worth it. And you're like, well, it was well worth the, you know, the whole process and the journeys through that, you know, that first stage to, to now, you know, giving, sharing it with your close friends and family and then putting it out there for the public to get. Where can people go and get the book from if they're interested? Uh, yeah, look, they could get it off Amazon. Yep. Um, so we've got a description. On the 11th of April for, I think, the week, there's a discount going on. Yep, perfect. So 99 cents in Kindle and 9.99 for a paperback version. Oh, so very good. Bargain. Bargain, eh? yeah. That is bargain it's, it's on the like, 11th. Yeah, yeah, yeah from, the ele- from, from April the le- 11th. Okay, perfect. Uh, so get get a hold of it. Um, look, it's, it's less than a coffee, right? Yeah, so 100%. it'll be the best investment you ever make, right? Um, and, yeah, look, um, it's only sort of available on Amazon for the time being. That's fine. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um I'm trying to get it crap a deal with Humphreys and sell the sell it um in the news agency, but I've got to check with my publisher first. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Um, fine. The, the yeah. fine print. Yeah. So check the contract. Yeah. Right? So, exactly. Yeah. So but um no I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've got my copy, so mm. I'm really excited to have a read through it all and all that too, because I mm. I can see the benefits of what you're been saying today but also just having a quick glance through it there was some key things i noticed you know you know when you just your eyes catch a few things mm. so um really excited about you know having a read and then seeing what i can mm. come out you know come about for myself mm. now i'd love to get a bit more insight in how the whole journey started for sure. you becoming a financial advisor mm. and all that so if we you can give us a little bit of an insight in your journey yeah. and how you sort of found yourself where you are today sure yeah so look i sort of started my career later than a lot of my peers yep um look really sort of no 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 regrets at all um when i when i finished uni i was sort of dating a a french bird (laughs) at the time and we i've been lived across in france with her for a little while and um did some traveling um in europe and, and lived abroad um and pr- and i took some stages took uni slowly i did spend a lot of time traveling did some backpacking around as you do there's nothing uh, wrong with that yeah like yeah. youth is only wasted on the young so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah look uh certainly enjoyed my time and then when i when i got back from europe i'd been working in hospitality and bars um, and cocktail bars and whatnot for a while for during that time and um forged a lot of great friendships uh, throughout that period and still keep in touch with a lot of those people today and um some of them are still working in hospitals some of them aren't um but yeah it just got to a point where i'm like look i can't be doing nights anymore it's just not conducive yeah. um and it was about when i was about 23 24 and um I was sort of trying to look at sort of becoming a sales rep for um, some of these spirits companies, but those jobs were hard to come by. And just sat down with a family friend who did a lot of recruiting, and um, her husband had worked for AMP, yep. um, and he was affiliated in the financial services um, department around that. And he said, like, look, you you you'd be you'd be a great advisor. Why didn't you give this a crack? And um, I'd always sort of taken an interest in, in markets from a young age and sort of the reason for that was and um, 
that's just naturally drawn to people as well. Yeah. Because um, you have that, in, you have to engage with people and all that too, don't you? Is yeah. That the, that's it. Yeah. So, like, look, for, for money and finances, it's very personable. It's very yes. private. Yeah. Um, it's very delicate. Um, yep. So, you have to be quite emotionally intelligent. Mm. In that respect. You I do. Just, yeah. yeah. It's more than just figures and doing, you know, and all that. It's about, yeah, yeah. being able to connect and then build the trust as well. Yeah, correct. So, um, look, the numbers tend to take care of themselves, yeah. but they're also sort of, well, they're important, they're secondary. Yes. It's about the, the relationship. It's about, um, you know, that emphasis on trust. Yep. It takes a long time to build trust with the client, yep. but it can be eradicated oh, really quickly, instantly, right? Instantly. Really. Instantly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so, look, that's how I sort of got into financial services. It just started at the bottom in a, like just in an administrative role. Um, worked my way up and over time so just got all the notches in the rifle all the qualifications yeah. um, so when I left uni I was sort of adamant that I'd never study again um, and I then, think a lot of us say that yeah. I'm done with studying I'm not doing it again yeah, yeah. <laughs> T- 10 years to study later like, yeah. and you know and then and then a book so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so yeah just work just work my way out through a variety of roles and um, and then my first t- job as, as an advisor was for, for BT, Bankers Trust. That was owned by Westpac, uh, which was great. Since they gave me the start, yep. and really sort of great for that. Um, and then, yeah, sort of as soon as the, the Royal Commission was announced, um, it was like, you know, I, like I have to say, like it wasn't a fun place to, to work. Not, yeah. um, it wasn't fun having your sort of employer splashed on front page for newspaper yes. every day rightly or wrongly like not my place to judge like yep. the people who i worked with there were, were great people yeah they were trying to turn the ship around um you know they were really sort of dedicated um and they're good people yeah um so bottom line yeah, good people. Yeah, and yeah. they are human yeah do you know what i mean the, so the, it's the, more than just <clears throat> what's happened and all that we've got to take in consideration yeah. of we are all humans we mm. need to you know sometimes things aren't done the right way or you know, we could have done better, but you, you, you don't want to constantly push, push someone down, to, you know, and that's not going to make the, the um, thing any yeah. better. You know, yeah. it's not going to resolve the issue. That, that's it. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and from my experience, I could say from top, from the top of the level, from the board level um, to middle management and the people who I, I was associated with worked with, all great people yeah. and all were doing the right thing. So, um, yeah, look, um, like you said, like punishing everyone and constantly like, Hitting someone with a stick yeah. doesn't work. No, doesn't. You know, it just turns into a shouting match. Yeah. Um, so uh, from, from there, I sort of just moved on to another company um, and was sort of just partnered up with a senior partner there. Um, he was a really great guy, really good mentor. Yeah. And he taught me a lot. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So sort of different experience. Um, and yeah, look. Um, he was like a, he was a really intelligent man. He like back in his day, he was a derivatives broker on the London Stock Exchange. Yeah. So, hearing his stories from back in the day and like how it worked back then was completely different, right? And that was kind of cool. So, uh, we still keep in touch, and um, you know, sort of always a good person to talk to, and yeah. um, and to have a, have that as a sounding board as Definitely. well. So we all need that. We all need mentors, coaches, people to bounce ideas off. It doesn't matter what level you're at, we all need that. Uh, you know, that's that engagement, but also that 
personal development within ourselves as well. Yeah, you're completely right. Yeah. Um, you know, just the a mentor will bring the absolute best out of you. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to learn from your mistakes. It's another thing to learn from other mistakes, but it's also one thing important to learn from a mentor's mistakes, right? Definitely. So, cause, yeah. so um, yeah, just having that is, is really sort of an important sounding board. And, um, yeah, then look, sort of just fast forward um, a short time after COVID happened, then I was, I'd sort of gone into another venture, uh, which obviously didn't work out. Um, yeah. And like then it sort of just said, well, like it got to the point where I was like, hey, let's start Equanimity Financial Services. Yeah. Started with a handful um, of clients and bought it a couple more um, and growing the business, which is great. Yeah. Um, so things are going really well. Um, Do we enjoy that element also of now growing your own business and creating your own little, you know, like a little portfolio sort of yeah. and really creating your own or having your own touch on on things these days. Well, well that, that's it, right? Like so I think you, the mindset shifts. Yes. You see things differently. Yeah. Um, you know, you're actually grateful for being really busy. You're grateful for having clients. You yeah. know, it's a lot more rewarding. You reap what you sow. You know, you, the risk is all on you. Yeah. Um, so, um yeah, and I and I like it because you sort of just learn. It's also you've got to be a lot more responsible as well, and you sort of just have to you grow as an experience. Sort of like yep. that sort of comes more of a gravitas and the emphasis on the detail of what you do. And look, why I wanted to start Equanimity is just to create my own, not just create my own sort of space and um, lifestyle and fulfillment um, in that respect, but also so the business could be force for good and as, as a means of giving back yep. um, and sharing right so I think you know just living that life purpose yeah. is something is you know it's got something more associated with it yep. um, so yeah like we want to I, I, I want to sort of live to the, the UN's um, global goals and the 1% pledge and um, I sort of try and give 1% of my sort of time revenue or product to, to a charity yep. that's sort of focused on um planting trees in India for, for single mothers. Yep. Um, this is sort of a food source, yep. a sustainable food source. Um, so it sort of ties into the cover of the book. Yep. Um, I love the tree. I reckon it, it, with the apples. Is it an apple tree? Or- yeah, it, it is. So it sort of just draws on the anecdote, yep. like kind of an analogy with with money is like it's likened to um, the tree being capital. Yep. And, and the fruit being the income that it bears. So, yeah, that's uh, cool. yeah look, um, I've got a close friend and he's quite an intelligent man and he did his PhD at Cambridge um, and he was part of Trinity College. Oh, wow. So he, he's a nut. I love yeah. him to bits and pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Trinity College was with Isaac Newton um, and he sort of wrote his um, Mathematica Principalia, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, sitting underneath an apple tree, discovered gravity. Um, in investing, we sort of talk about relativity and what are asset prices relative to one another. Yep. Um, and planting trees for the economic winters, summer, springs, like diversification. Wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Like there's a lot of creative energy that, that just goes beyond the tree. And um, it's so much, a, a, an image like that can have so much meaning, can't it? Yeah. And, and behind it, you know, yeah. that's, that's, the way you explain that too, looking at that, that's yeah, now makes it makes more sense or makes 
a clearer picture in why that's there. Yeah, the, the, that, that's correct. And, you know, sort of just dovetails into sort of that 1% pledge yep. as well. So there's a lot of sort of meaning that, that went behind that and sort of sort of introspective thinking and so just trying to tie all all roads lead to Rome, so to speak, and ever sort of just tie it back to that. Yeah, so, into link. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, it was it was sort of just a it's good sort of just to think and um, you know, coming back to, to what you're saying, just, just with that sort of life purpose and share yeah. those creative endeavors and and that sort of that sort of um, those thoughts with your people. Yeah, and, so yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool actually. I love it. Yeah. I reckon that's awesome. If people are listening and people go, oh, what? What, what does a financial planner or an advisor or mm-hmm. how, how how would you explain that just to you know any anyone on the street who's looking you know or who are interested or unsure of what the sure. role of a financial planner or advisor actually sure. plays within someone's life yeah okay so look, the most common answer is why would you see a financial planner and yeah the simply put is like obviously to to make more money yeah, um, that, that that's sort of the the lame, the common question is to an answer, but really it's it's a bit more bespoke and in depth with that. Like the role of an advisor is they're a fiduciary. They've got a legal obligation to put you in a better position um, by creating, growing, and preserving wealth that will help you achieve your financial and lifestyle goals. Mm. Um, so, yeah. like we've all got our sort of. You know, our perks and our benefits, but we've also got sort of our flaws as well. And yeah. so just raising that awareness to what strategies are available to you, sort of just to enable that. Yep. Um, and so just to identify any gaps in your current financial arrangements, whether that be sort of like from an insurance perspective, wealth protection is just as important as wealth creation. Yep. Um, and just sort of just clarifying things as to um, what's available to you and what sort of just grow your wealth and be mentored at the same time yeah. so um you know it's hindsight's a wonderful thing like right but a lot of people when you know during covid um one of the worst things that you can do is sell when markets are falling yeah you know so to have someone there available to you just to guide you through it yeah not fall into that trap selling at the bottom of the market but holding and um sheltering through the storm yep um yeah, just avoid those costly mistakes. It's just as important as getting it right. So yeah. um, that's really just the role of a trusted advisor yeah. and how they can help people. So, yeah, offering yeah advice, but you know, and and a lot of us probably all think we're experts, but we're not. You know what I mean? Well, we're not as familiar as yourself or other you know financial advisors or planners because we're not dealing with it every day. You know what I mean? So we're only dealing with such a little portion of what we think, you know, and we can get too attached to it as well sometimes. So hearing it from or seeing it from a different perspective can also create, you know, other opportunities and, you know, progress, you know, growth opportunities as well. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Like um, you you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, that's it. Um, Because... Uh, like the, the whole role of advice is just that sort of relationship, which is going to be like then that reassurance. And, um, like for me, like I, I try and keep things as simple as possible. Yep. Um, I don't want to, um, there's a lot of nonsense out there. Yeah. I think simple is um, better. And it's the simple more things effective. work the best. It's just, so we don't need to change anything if it works, if it's yeah. simple, like mm. just stick with it. We can sometimes, not in this industry, but in anything, we try to get, like what we mentioned earlier, fitness or anything it gets we try to get too fancy and complicated mm. but they're just a fad 
You know what I mean? They're not actually sustainable and they're not a strong foundation where if you do the simple things right and effectively, Mm. then the results will pay off in the long run. And it's like you said, we we have to wait for good or allow time for things to grow and develop Mm. and, you know, have success. Nothing ever good happens overnight. Yeah, that's correct. That if it does, you're probably doing it wrong, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's good. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to last. Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> so, it. So, yeah, yeah just uh, look, for, for this whole year, one of the greatest things that I've learned is sort of just, you know, that emphasis on patience. Yes. And being calm. Yeah. Um, and more accepting and more forgiving. Yeah. And sort of just learning sort of just to accept the position that I'm in. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so just being patient and growing and not taking the things. So, I think that's really good for yourself to be able to recognize it because then once you're aware of it, then you're able to then help your clients or your community around you in that mm. sense. Because I think until we're we're not aware of things within ourselves, then we can't. It's hard to relate to or understand it completely. But once you have that awareness, yeah, it's then a real good tool or value you can add or pass on to other people as well. Yeah, well, I think you know, there's this great quote from Jordan Peterson. Right, and sort of along those lines, it says like in the search of the truth, this sort of involves a certain degree of risk, mm. um, and the risk of being wrong and confronting yourself and just being aware of things that yeah. you don't know. That sort of ego, things that, um, right, is still like sort of an act of courage because it sort of involves a degree of change. Yeah, so sort of just accepting the way that things are. Being grateful for what you have is still an, act, an equal act of courage. So, yeah. um, sorry, I just lost no, my that's tra- cool. train of thought. No, right? no, no, um, no, but it's true. Yeah, yeah no, I, well, I was, I was engaged in yeah. that conversation, but you are right. Like, it doesn't matter. We, our ego can play too much mm. of a role sometimes, and we get caught up in creating all these expectations. Mm. But just slight changes yeah. and awareness within ourselves can be as powerful or even more powerful. Yeah, that's it. And like, you know, just that sort of small act of encouragement can yeah. go such a long way for people, right? Wouldn't you just agree. never you never know, like uh just those subtle shifts. Yeah. Um and it doesn't matter who you are, like you can be a handyman, you know what, you can be the best handyman. Yep. Um you can possibly be, yeah. be grateful, you can be a you know, a bartender or a plumber and be the best bartender, you know. Yep. And sort of just um you know, just have like uh, something in your own domain to be proud of, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, is great. And, you know, I think like when you sort of talk about comparing and expectations, they just rob you of being happy in the present moment. Definitely. Um, and we're all guilty of it. 100%. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, just, um, you know, having that sort of support network and sounding board around you just as, you know, being a good person is just. Um, there's such a long one. Yeah. It's number one, really. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're not a good person or you don't, you know, aren't comfortable in your own skin and you're not true, living to your true value and purpose, mm. then it's not as – it goes back to trust and being able to mm. build rapport. People can see straight through that. You yeah. Know, genuine, when you're genuine and you're true to who you are, you're going to attract the people you need in your life or you, you want to be around as mm. well. And the rest, you can't please everyone. But if you can just do what you're, if you're living to your values and your mm. beliefs, well, that's all you can do. Yeah, like that's that's exactly and you just it. want to progress and grow yeah. as an individual and be open to making mistakes, learning from them, developing, taking those leaps and yeah. trying to expand, you know. Well, that, that's it. You either win or you learn. That's it. Um, and, you know, so long as you're not harming anyone, you've got that freedom to choose and live according to your own values, mm. right? Um, 
so yeah like um yeah like well, some of the you know you always learn from your mistakes and yeah. some of the best teachings that you can is like you know if you're going to fail 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 forward right so, 100%. Yeah, yeah exactly um, you know take a take um um you know every sort of experience is a learning experience yeah. um so yeah look, and don't dwell on it yeah. learn from it and move on yeah that, that's yeah. it and sort of just sort of accept accepting that and you know, like we've all made mistakes. Oh, like no one's perfect. No one's I've never, perfect. I've never yeah. seen anyone perfect. I don't, yeah. don't even know what perfect looks like because yeah. it doesn't exist. Do you that, know what I mean? It. So, um, yeah, if we if we think we live in a perfect world, or you are like, then you're in a false world, and it's yeah. not even real reality yeah. of life. So, um, mate, love it. What What are some of the things outside of work what you love doing? It gives you that you know motivation and purpose besides you know just working and creating yeah you know, a work life balance. So yeah, what are some of those? Good, good question, mate. Look, I love I, I love the gym. I love that sort of healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I go to a great gym in Brookvale. So shout out to all the guys at that world gym there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love the early mornings crowd. It's there. Um, yeah good people there yeah. um look I, I say i surf but i don't surf that particularly well <laughs> you give it a good crack yeah. I, I yeah i try my best yeah um i yeah get it like lots of being outdoors on the pushy on the push by getting back into my cycling now it's great yeah. um and yeah look like you know obviously living in france and being able to do a winter season there on the skis, oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. That, that, that was great. So, it was a bit what was your favorite slopes over there? I, I lived in a town called Chamonix, okay. Um, so it was right on the Swiss, French, and Italian border. <laughs> um, it, it was a great period of my life. So, got some friends who are still there, yeah. Um, learned a bit of French, yeah. Um, so, uh, comfortable in speaking. Could you speak it fluently when you're over there? Or, oh, uh, I got by, like, yeah. I learned quite a bit, like, yeah. I can still, like. Do some basic French. Like I've got a great crew here in Manly, and they're French, all the Frenchies. Yes, yeah, and so I try and they they like I speak French with them, not well, but yeah, um, yeah. Look, I can get by. That's I can cool. understand more. Um, yeah. I can understand like a Spanish as well. My Spanish is probably a bit better. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's funny. You actually sort of realize how much you actually retain. Yeah, uh, when you sort of revisit it, yeah. the mind's. Funny like that, very, yeah. um, and sometimes the less we try, the easier it is as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? Because we we allow, our, well, with conscious and our unconscious, it takes in everything, doesn't yeah. it? And then if we just allow ourselves to just go with it and sort mm. of embrace it, yeah, you're like, oh, actually, I knew more than what I thought I knew. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that's the thing. And like, practice makes perfect too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like it helps being in an environment where everyone speaks French. Yep. And um, in that example, right, it's sort of just applicable to everything. Yeah, so. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Look, has language always been something that you sort of wanted to take on, or you sort of just found yourself in that environment, and you're like, "Well, I'm just learning it." Or yeah, learn it. I, I think it's sort of just a, a matter of being curious, right? Um, and traveling, um, and sort of open to sort of those experiences mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, as I sort of, I've always enjoyed being around people. Yeah. Um, that's good. So. Uh, it's only until I don't want to sort of like say like this, like the community, right? But it's only till now, right? As I've gotten older, started the business, you realize that I've, I've sort of realized and grateful that wherever I've gone, I've been able to watch, been able to form like good friendships yes. that have lasted. Yeah. Um, and as I sort of 
expanded my skill set as an advisor and started my own business, drawn on these experiences, you sort of understand the nuances of human behavior and yep. um, and that sort of relationship between human behavior and markets and money and the psychology behind it all. Yeah. Um, and how that sort of and that sort of interrelationship between health and well-being and and, and success, yep. um, and that's how that how that all sort of works together. Um, and so, just sort of that sort of dynamics around that is sort of just you know, just growing with that. It's just something that's always learning more and more each day. Yeah, um, and sort of just and you know coming back to that sort of whole concept of language. It's sort of just what's the actual culture or psychology that, that drives it and that's sort of what, just getting those experiences right so um i kind of veered off track there nah. a little bit no so, i asked yeah, a, a yeah, question yeah. on the side after you sit talked yeah. about where you lived and all that but yeah. that would have been an amazing experience also living over there for that period of time and experiencing the culture like you've just mentioned and being that but then also the snow the fields because were you always a skier or a snowboarder uh no, not not really. Yeah. Like Dad took us on a holiday when we were like fourteen. That was yeah. my first experience. Uh, we went to Mount Hotham. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then uh, Dad loved it. He's like, we're going to New Zealand next year. And we went to New Zealand next year, which was great. That's pretty cool too. Yeah, that was sick. Um, and yeah, obviously to to go and do a season in Chamonix it was primarily because like I. Me and my girlfriend at the time we split, so yeah, like, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to stand staying Bordeaux for the winter, so I may as well go to the snow." Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a great experience, and uh, had a lot of fun there. And um, you know, we'll never get that sort of opportunity again. Nah. So look back on it with really fond memories. Could imagine. Mm. You mentioned earlier on in the chat too meditation. Yep. So has that always been something where you sort of have? When did meditation sort of come within your your life? Or yeah, yeah. look, it, I sort of started meditating only like about 12, 12 months ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, and realized and, and journaling as well. Yeah, nice. Um, and yeah, like you sort of just realize actually how beneficial that is. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. just um, you know, get the daily calm, tap out, and yep. just you know, find some zen, mm. and just setting yourself. You know, ten minutes to meditate yeah. every day. Focus on the breath. Yep. Uh, you know, just writing out what you did well, what you're grateful for. All of that things just those put things into perspective. It can make a huge difference. Yeah. Kind of. When first starting out, what made you or what what got you sort of meditating in the the beginning? And then once you started, what did you notice or helped you? You know, and saw the benefits of meditation. Yeah, look, I think I sort of I initially just started it because um, I had some like a lot more time up my sleeve before the mornings were like a lot of go go go. Yeah, it's quite rushed. Yep. Um, and obviously, sort of just having that ability to shift gears was yeah. great. And um, yeah, sort of just allow me sort of just to process everything that was going on, um, and sort of just you know, like at, at the time I was really angry. Yep. Um, I was really sort of angry for the circumstances which had happened yep. um, in, in losing a job, uh, and it's angry about what had happened to to other people as well. Um, and it sort of just taught me to let go of that. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah. you know, it's kind of like when people ask for angry or resentful, it's like drinking poison yeah. every, every day. It it's is. not. It's not healthy. No. So 
um just that's what that sort of taught me and um yeah like journaling so just put these things into actual grateful for it's like actually hey look i do have my health yeah back you know i do have time i've got friends who are really supportive i've got family who is really supportive um yeah look there's there's people who like sort of care about me right mm. and um you know it's sort of well so just yeah it just allows you sort of that sort of balance yeah um, it changes your light and opens you up again because you can sort of get dwell on the negative so mm. much and just layer on layer where you know when it, meditation allows you just to break that state a little bit and just be with yourself and reconnect a little bit more and every time you do it you're reconnecting more and more and reducing that head noise a lot yeah. of the time that head noise really because when i first started the benefits like it wasn't like a bank but i could see the benefits because i had a, you have a lot of stuff going on in your head and over committing and overdoing mm. stuff and it just gets overwhelming you know what i mean and what I, what I saw the benefits was similar to what you're saying is that you're able to then sort of let go of a lot of things and then prioritize you know the things you need to do first and then everything else can flow on from that and and it creates a clearer train of thought and it's less and you're actually more energetic and less drained as well yeah well that's the thing right like until i started when i started meditating i realized that it's just carrying so much anxiety yes that's yeah and didn't even realize that there was anxiety there yeah you know and it's just like well actually uh just letting go of that it's actually so much had so much more energy after yep um so yeah i think it's it's so easy to get consumed yep. in that and you know, so just not be aware and it's only until you start sort of meditating you like actually lags that awareness piece and, so just like those little emotional triggers and stuff uh, that's profound and you yep. become a lot more calmer and better thinker and just um, with that, so just be able to process things differently and um, not you know, not be so reactive, right? Yeah, um, that's it, reactive, yeah. because we, we can be too reactive. Mm. And you probably, not just in our personal life, but career life and everything else, you know what I mean? And if we're being so reactive, it's not healthy and it's not sustainable again. Yeah, well, it's to the detriment of, um, you know, of, of your relationships. Yep. Um, you know, I sort of found that I became a better brother. Yep. Um, because um, my mind, I guess, suppose, was always consumed with work yep. and whatnot and wasn't really present. So um, it was kind of um, having, you know, learning that to sort of just enhance that sort of friendship with my, with my little brother. Yep. Um, you know, people within my sort of family as well sort of enhance that relationship um and also yeah just like allowing things to be present and, and great for the moment and you know sort of allow to sort of foster a you know close circle of friends here in, in manly um and it was great everyone was sort of working from home yeah um, and everyone was we all live in the close vicinity of one another so yep. um yeah just sort of being present just enjoying things and our meditation really enhanced that yeah um it's great awesome mm. no i love it i just wanted to touch on that because mm. you mentioned it and i feel the benefits for myself is being huge so just mm. hearing someone else's you know um viewpoint and experience as mm. well is nice to hear and i think it's great for the listeners to hear as well but again thanks again for coming on today that's right. really really enjoyed the chat mm. hearing a bit more about the book about yourself mm -hmm. and your journey um, if people were interested in getting in touch with you or you've mentioned the book, mm -hmm. but again, 
where's the best place to get in contact with you to ask questions, to inquire about things or to even become a potential client of yours? Yeah, sure. So, look, you you could go onto my website, uh, equanimityfs.com.au. Perfect. I'll put them in the notes as well. Um, More than happy for people to find out on number online, 0407282466 for the listeners. Um, I'm based just in the Watso building on South Stain Beach. So um, if you are interested, you're really welcome to get in touch. The first meeting's complimentary. Yep. Um, give us a call. Give you um, some homework to do yep. in, in advance. And then that way, a really good thing to do as well is not only just reading um, the book, um, that'll put a lot of things in perspective, yep. but I've got an online scorecard as well, which is um, it takes about five to ten minutes to complete. It's about 40 questions. Sounds a lot. Yeah. It's not. Um, but then you get like a really good customized report um, and you're able to sort of get a rating as well as to what you're doing well, where things can be improved. So yeah, well, pop that, cool. I'll pop that in the notes. Yep. <clears throat> and um, yeah, just take take it from there. Um, yeah, by all means, um, happy to sort of just be a sounding board. Awesome. Right. I reckon you'll get a few people. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the next few months for yourself with, you know, everything happening and it's exciting times mm-hmm. with the, you know, the book launch and then, you know, creating or establishing your, your own business and, mm-hmm. you know, developing yourself. So um, congratulations on everything to date and good luck with everything moving forward. Uh, last of all, two questions I love to ask. I guess. What gives you purpose? What gives me purpose? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, look, I think just living according to my own values of being accountable, transparent, and honest yep. at every sort of exchange, um, and that ability just to live according to that and give back. Um, look, yeah, look, um, obviously, to serve a higher purpose by giving back to the community and, and living to that is something, you know, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's selfish, but it's a good thing, a good thing to be selfish in that respect. So, um, yeah, that, that's sort of just, just ability just to be able to do what I do every day. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's joy. Amazing. Yeah. No, mate, it's, I think it's a great purpose. I yeah. think you do, if it's benefiting you and then benefiting others, well, then win win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you just don't want it to jeopardize yourself, you know, by t- helping or being too giving to everyone else and sacrificing your own yeah. health and well-being. You've got to like, you, uh, I think that's one thing I've learned. It's like, yeah, you've got to get things right first. Yes. Get your energy balance first to sort of help others. Definitely. Yeah, so be able to be willing to help yourself. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Yeah. Love it. Last of all, favorite destination you've been to and you'd like to go to? Uh, I can hands down say Bora Bora. Oh. In French Polynesia. Wow. Um, yeah. How long did you spend there? I spent a couple of weeks. I'm really oh. grateful. So, like, look, one of my one of my um, my mentors. He's this really lovely man, really kind and generous, and successful in business. And as part of his retirement, he built his own yacht and spent five years sailing around the oh. world. So, when I was in Europe, I went and sailed through um, Greece and Croatia, but. Was also anchored in Bora Bora. Oh, well, so I spent a couple of weeks there. Um, Jealous. I'll go. I'll go, I'll go back <laughs> in a heartbeat. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, if there's a purpose um, to your first question, right? Maybe it's sort of just to be successful in business and do the same thing. So yeah, yeah that, that twenty or thirty years maybe. Yeah. Let's see. Until right. then, you'll you'll get there. Huh? Yeah. You'll get there. So. <laughs> and favorite destination you'd love to be, go to? 
Ooh, um, I'd love to go back to Spain. Okay. Yeah, yep. Spain's best. That's uh, Barcelona. Love that city. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I'd love to go back there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again, mate. Cheers, Vaughn. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome.